You're listening to AdLib, a podcast for the advertising nerd in you. Recorded and produced at Push Button Productions in downtown Orlando. Pushbuttonproductions.com. Let's see what's in store for you today. All right, so what's coming up on today's podcast? Oh, hey, Yash. What are you doing over there? Hi. Drinking. Yeah, you are. Puppy monkey baby. Oh, it's that time. Puppy monkey baby. Puppy monkey baby. We're not talking about that, are we? Puppy monkey baby. I'm over that. We're talking about that? <laughs> well, that's one of the three things. Uh, it's one of the three spots on the campaign of the week. Mountain okay. Dew. Mm. Yeah, and which, by the way, you know, I didn't even know Kickstarter was a thing, but we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that. Mm. What about you? Fascinating. I thought we'd talk a little bit about millennials because it's been a hot topic for a while for some stupid reason. Because nobody... Hot topic! Nobody talks about millennials, we, so we're going <laughs> to break ground here. Maybe we'll dispel some millennial myths and, and impart some new knowledge. It seems highly unlikely, but it's worth a shot. And in other topics nobody shots. wants to talk about, I have in the... Uh, oh, okay. Right in the middle of the show intro, huh? All right. Sorry. That's fine. Get my morning buzz. Mmm. Uh, on the uh, Spitfire round of the topics, we'll be discussing uh, some political advertising, and we'll be talking about uh, uh, the death of a famed ad man, as well as the uh, upfronts that are happening this week. Cool. Let's do it. Sounds awesome. All that, plus useless commentary and tasteless jokes on AdLib. Here are John, Yash, and Brian. So we actually skipped a segment last week, guys. Uh, There was a rift in the universe. It must have happened because we were going to the river. Wait, you mean we were disorganized? What did we forget about last week? We forgot, gentlemen, to get an update on Brian's car. (laughs) Oh, my God. So it's very exciting on the one hand because when it's done, I will literally have had this thing rebuilt like bolt by bolt. Plastic little friggin' washers at a time, but in uh, better shape than when it left the factory. Oh, sure, in theory. This is how Brian likes his women, too. Totally rebuilt <laughs> from the ground up with yeah. washers. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> oh. But uh, so, you know, it's been going on for four months, as you may recall, and it's been a long ordeal. And see, uh, the thing about it, if, if you don't know, I have this little beach cruiser thing. I call it a beach cru- cruiser. It's got one of those little soft top things so you can drive around topless. And, you know, I'm into topless things and beaches. Um, so, like, it's just the most awesome vehicle. It fits me perfectly. So this is why I'm and it's scraping a little, everything. It's a little jacked up, too, which I find it is. Yeah. very amusing. It's got the chunky tires on it. Yeah. Well, because uh-huh. I like to be able to drive around where people aren't. You know, so uh, it, it's a car that can drive around where people are as well. Can, can we inform the audience of what it was originally used for? What was it originally used for? You bought it from a guy who did like dolphin tours. Or oh, something. yeah. that thing. Oh, yeah. It was a guy that did dolphin <laughs> tours. And he had like all these stickers on it. And he had this big plastic inflatable dolphin that was Man. strapped to the roof. And he would drive around. You should have kept that. Yeah. Why would you take that off? He took that. But I should have had him include that in the it purchase. Sounds amazing. Price, but, um, Chicks dig it. There'd be a whole website dedicated to that. Yeah. Yeah, just that car driving around. Well, because if I if I kept it and and did you know like what I do, I, you know it would be famous. There's no doubt. Naturally. So, um, but yeah. Anyway, so after all this, we finally got it back on the road, and wouldn't you know, hmm. one more little glitch. It needs a fan clutch. Does anyone know what a fan clutch is? My mechanic does apparently. <laughs> uh, I'm not a fan of fan clutches. Whatever I you know. Anyway, but we're doing that on Monday morning. It is something that is attached to the fan so that when you're stopped, 
the fan moves so that it circulates air to the radiator. And when you're going, the fan actually shuts off because it it uh, it reduces the ability the vehicle's ability to cool, and it also makes your car less aerodynamic. Oh, so this would explain why stuff came exploding out of the hood when I was at the red light, and but when I'm not at the red light, did it overheat? No, oh, it, it was God. close. Like I'm watching the temperature gauge, and I'm like, okay, I've got to pull over and stand here and just sweat like a whore in church for a while and uh, wait for this thing to cool off. You know, someone said we had a very male-centric show. That seems and unlikely. Based on, <laughs> based on this discussion, I might have to agree. Cars, women, uh, gambling, booze, gambling. All right. Brianna, what should we talk about in order to make this uh, more female-friendly? Brianna, did you know what a fan clutch was, and are you better off now knowing? I didn't know what that was. No. <laughs> See? Brianna. Knowledge. We can impart knowledge. So Brianna's in the booth today, and uh, not in the booth. She's in the production room. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Hi. Hi. She's done a great job, so we're excited she's back. She skipped last week. Yeah. And every, yeah. that's why everything went to hell. That's everything why we, did go to hell. That's yeah. why we skipped a second. In a handbasket. <laughs> Um, okay, so we're talking about Kickstart, uh, the Mountain Dew drink. Does anyone know what Kickstart is? Like, can you guys tell me what it is? Other than yeah, a drink? it's it's a Mountain Dew mixed with uh, energy drink. Okay, so it's it's three things: Dew, juice, and caffeine. Right. So um, the first thing that they had was the Super Bowl spot, pump, Puppy Monkey Baby. And so, for those of you who haven't seen it, this this like hybrid. <laughs> of a puppy, a monkey, and a baby come in because these dudes are like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay in the night. I'm just gonna hang out. And this thing comes in and starts dancing in front of them, gives them the, gives them the kickstart, licks them on the face. That's probably the funniest part. And then they all, co- they all go dancing out. They do and, a conga line out. Yeah. And so it says three great things combined. Yeah, because it was a puppy, monkey, baby, baby. dude. Juice. All right, I get it. I didn't, I, get it. I didn't love it well, personally. Yeah, so I think they're just, you know, they're being outrageous to be sure. outrageous. So then the other ones, they they changed the tagline. So now it's it starts with a kick. So then the next two spots are Freak Chain and Bus Ride. So Freak Train is this guy's in his garage and he drinks Kickstart and he gets bit by a mosquito. Mosquito fills up with the juice, gets eaten by a frog. The frog gets eaten by a fish. The fish gets caught. That's clever. And then the next step is like the cat is eating the fish at the dinner table and then starts dancing. And then the dude walks in and he's like weirded out. It's just being weird to be weird. And then the other one was his bus ride. And again, it's dudes sitting on like a city street and they they drink the kickstart and then they start dancing. And then everyone who could possibly be on the street starts dancing. So like yeah. a, a woman in a pantsuit, uh, the garbage man, uh, one lady kicks her door down and starts dancing. You know, some of it's pretty funny. Some of it's just kind of like... Is the woman Hillary Clinton? I, she's the only woman who wears pantsuits. <laughs> right. It was. It's all a part of her campaign to, had to appeal to the younger crowd. I, I like weirdness just for the sake of weirdness in advertising, but I do wonder how effective it is in terms of brand recognition and that sort of thing. I'm getting over it. Yeah. I mean, weirdness well, for the sake of weirdness is was funny to me at one point in time. I'm just I'm getting tired of it. Yeah. I think I think brands will eventually pick up on that and... and Put a little more, uh, you know, a little more thought into it. I, I, I would say it's okay overall. Well, what I don't get is just generally speaking, wasn't the original Mountain Dew like? Didn't you get enough kick out of that? No, with caffeine and no. like five, like a block of sugar. <laughs> that wasn't enough. I have a panic attack just thinking about drinking a Mountain Dew. 
You know, it, it was. Originally, that's the way it was. And then, you know, obviously we had Joe Cola and, and Surge and whatnot. Ah, oh, Surge. Remember but, that? But Dew stood the test of time, and it's still, like, one of the most popular ones. Um, but, uh, yeah, of course, nothing's ever good enough anymore, Brian. Is there you a, know that. Is there a thing <laughs> with uh, uh, Cheetos and Mountain Dew? Or there used to be a thing, like, people would eat Cheetos and Mountain like Dew. Oh, my God. Like, no, 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 no. That's, <laughs> that's the rusty camper. <laughs> Don't Google that. I know why I don't like Mountain Dew, because you can't really mix it with any booze. I mean, at least Coke or Pepsi or whatever. You could. Wild Turkey. Well, you know what? That's terrible. One time, we were on the way to a a Florida-Georgia game in Jacksonville. and spent the night there Friday night. I say a Florida-Georgia line concert. That would be awesome. (laughs) No. So it's like 10 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday morning. And we're trying trying to get to, so we can get set up and get parked and get everything situated so we can enjoy the afternoon and, you know, get our little buzz on and, and go to the game. So we stopped at this little dive liquor store, like an absolute dive, little, kind of a cool kind of place. So not your standard big chain liquor store. And we go in, 10 o'clock Saturday morning, and there's a bunch of crusty old Florida cracker dudes sitting there at the bar. Wait, cracker in the derogatory sense or the historical sense? Just Guys that look like they've been here a long time. Okay. Historical. Guys. Yes, yes. They historical. Were very, <laughs> historical crackers. Got the it. guy in the Cracker Barrel sign. And they were yeah. lined up. There was a handful of them. And they are drinking Lord Calvert's and Mountain Dew at 10 o'clock in the morning. It was enough to make me almost not want to consume any alcoholic beverages. Almost being the keyword there. But anyway. I mean, we're drinking Crown Royal right now. It's Thank about God. 11. Thank God it doesn't have any Mountain Dew in it. Good. Mm. Mm. That is my soda of choice, though. I mean, yeah, like a fresh fountain soda, Mountain Dew. Ugh, fresh like, fountain soda. Nothing beats a fresh fountain soda. Seriously. It's so, so Bottled good. sodas just don't have it. That's interesting. I drink a Dr. Pepper. You don't drink one of those and just sit there and go, you know, there's 25 cents of syrup and sugar in here, and I just paid two fifty for it? No. <laughs> no, but- uh, uh, Well, I'm, no, a big gulp was like 89 cents. Yes, oh, sir. really? <laughs> I'll drink a Dr. Pepper. I'll drink a Coke only with, like, pizza, which it's not like I consume pizza regularly. Yeah, I don't drink Coke unless it has rum in it. Diet Coke or regular Coke? Uh, Depends on my mood because I don't really care. I don't, like, fool myself and try to pretend that I'm going to somehow magically consume less calories by having a Diet Coke with everything else I consume that day. Because, you know, like, have a Diet Coke and three slices of pizza, what what is the point? Can I have a Diet Coke and a Big Mac, please? Because I really want to save those calories. Hey, I mean, you are saving calories. (laughs) I mean, you could have the Coke and add that much more to it. There is the old joke about the only people drinking Diet Coke are fatties. Well, the reason reason is is because their caloric intake on the other side of things is way higher. I guess. That's a recent study, actually. Oh, really? Yeah. Somebody spent money studying that? Well, yeah, because (laughs) there's there's so much negativity on... Diet products and aspartame and all that stuff that they they actually did some some studies to say okay is it really going to cause lip cancer or whatever it is that people does it no I'm just kidding that's made up everything causes cancer yes and so what they found out is like you know um, it's really you know it's probably funded by Coke but what they said was (laughs) uh, that it's not as bad as everyone makes it out to be but you know what was your first reaction when you saw the puppy monkey baby thing because it aired during the Super Bowl right yeah but you know what it aired during a Super Bowl that had really lackluster ads yeah like so that stood out to you or? It, it it got my attention because everything else was so now so I, I did was nothing I couldn't even recall any other ad in this year's Super Bowl but like we were in a we were in a scenario where there was like 
you know, eight guys hanging out, watching it outside. That's where that's yeah. where we watched the Super Bowl. So there's mm-hmm. a lot of like conversation going on. I think we all saw that ad and kind of giggled, but I think that was, you know. It's just weird. And and now that the ads aren't rolled out during the Super Bowl, it's a lot less entertaining. I hate the fact that they post them up front. Yeah. Um, but what do you have? What are we talking about? Millennials. Oh, awesome. You know, because nobody talks about millennials. I'm going to go to sleep. No, but this I think this is fascinating mm. because so many advertisers these days are trying to reach millennials, right? So first of all, I think they are just overwhelmed with messages. Well, first of all, they they're trying to reach millennials, but they don't know why. Right. Well, because it's a large group of people everyone else is doing just... it, and no one thinks in this industry. Right. Yeah. It's like, oh, they're doing it, so we should be doing it. It's because... very trendy. Right. But we don't have money, so I don't know why they're trying to reach us. Amen. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, well, seriously, and that is. Uh, part of the argument why maybe it's not a good idea, but there are other arguments that uh, that let me just share and then we can we can get your reaction. They the idea is that they a lot of them have a lot of student debt. They don't have much money to spend, but they do spend money. It they just spend it differently. So what advertisers have to figure out is what they spend it on, how they choose, how they make those decisions. Um, some fascinating stuff I read this morning. Of the wine consumed in the United States last year, forty mm-hmm. something percent—not to be specific—I think it was forty-six percent was consumed by millennials. So they eat and they drink and they like experiences. They do spend money; they just don't buy crap that they keep in their tiny little apartment that they can barely afford. Well, it's anecdotal, but as the only millennial in the room, <laughs> just barely, uh, I live in my tiny ass apartment with hardly no furniture. And I spend all my money traveling. Exactly. And going out. Right. So it's just a matter of, so, you know, I don't think it's a waste of time to reach millennials, but I think it is a waste of time to do what a lot of people are doing. You know, we just, we're expecting you to continue, continue the same purchasing methods and and decision-making methods and process or whatever that like your, your predecessors made. And it's just not happening. Well, the interesting thing uh, that I read recently and Maybe it's because, you know, when Gen X was coming up, there wasn't the influx of information that we have today with the interwebs and whatnot. But no one's talking about Gen X. And what they're saying is Gen Xers. So you've got you've got the baby boomers who have a lot of money and you've got millennials. Right. And you got this meat of the sandwich, which is Gen X. And what the article said is there's a lot of meat on that sandwich. And when the when marketers start to figure that out. It's going to be a game changer. And what they said was Gen Xers are they're in their money-making prime. They're taking care of their, of their parents. They're raising mm-hmm. babies. Mm-hmm. They're buying stuff. Mm-hmm. And no one's targeting them. Well, and they're saying in a lot of ways that that generation is going to get skipped. Yeah. It's the middle child. Yeah. That generation's they're going to go straight from marketing uh, to boomers to, to millennials. They're, they're just going to skip over because that generation uh, has a lower population overall than, than the generations before and after it. Yeah. So it's interesting. But I will say, y'all have to get on Urban Dictionary. I'm tired of explaining things to both of you. <laughs> I am tired of explaining what things mean to both of you. Just download the fucking app already. We rely on you for the, the current meaningless pop Listen, culture that will be... I gosh, if you didn't have week. a false sense of importance, how would you get through life? Listen... Just download Urban Dictionary, and when Flip you blocks, hear when app. you hear something that you don't understand, open the app and look it up. It explains it in excruciating detail. Speaking of which, speaking of apps, 
Yeah. Because I again, this is connected because I think millennials are very guilty of this. Snapchat. I love Snapchat. Is the most annoying thing ever invented. <laughs> Let's think about it. this. Is what is wrong with this generation? Everything is temporary and disposable. Okay. And Snapchat is just a reflection of that, and it's just so annoying. First of all, who the hell are, I have never taken a selfie in my life. I will never take a selfie in my life. I will punch someone in the eye. I bet eye you you've taken a they, selfie. N- I don't think so. Well, not one for a general publication. But, you've never uh, been at a wedding with one of those wind-up cameras and taken a selfie? Good Lord, no. Why would you do that? Well, that was what they used to do in the 90s. I, I, I stole this, I will admit, but I tweeted one day this thing that somebody else, and I wish I could give them credit. I have no idea who it was. But I quoted someone as saying, how do you manage to look so surprised in your own selfie? It's like you forgot you were an attention-seeking whore for a split second. <laughs> and my phone blew up. I mean, I had so many <laughs> tweets, retweets, likes, favorites, whatever the hell you call them now. So people identify with that, apparently. People see the humor in that or the sadness in that. And at the same time, they're snapping selfies. While they were laughing at that, they were probably snapping a selfie and tweeting. <laughs> you know, I'm on Snapchat. I'm on yeah, Snapchat. We, we know. Brian uh, just joined Snapchat like a month ago. I got a I got an invitation to be Brian's Snapchat friend at like two in the morning, and I thought, oh crap, here goes. Someone was convincing me that I should try this. Some woman. I was so it. concerned about what was going to come after accepting that friend request at two thirty in the morning. <laughs> and the answer was uh, nothing. Nothing. Nothing at all, actually. Because I looked at it for half an hour, and I was like, this is dumb. This is really dumb. It's it's. I'm not a I'm not a P one user of Snapchat. But I enjoy it. It's funny. It's a great way to um, to communicate with people when you have nothing to say to them. You could. What about silence? What it's about like silence? it's you could, like you have nothing to say. You can just <laughs> shut the fuck up. It's like hey, tell that to him. I haven't talked to you, right? <laughs> it's like hey, I haven't talked to you in a while, but I want to stay in touch. So here's a duck lip picture of me with a weird filter on it, and uh, and th- that's it. I had this friend of mine. Um, and this is, this is kind of fascinating to me because this, when he said this, I was like, this is so true. He, he is a part owner of a really cool restaurant down in South Florida. And he was like, I, I ran into him someplace and, and he was like, dude, if you ever want to come down, you know, bring your girl, I'll hook you up or whatever. It's a really cool restaurant. And I was like, cool. I really appreciate it. When I'm coming down, I'll shoot you a text. And he goes, Brian, we've been friends a long time, right? Call me. Yep. And I was like, that's it. That is so perfect. That is what is missing. <laughs> It changed my life. I do actually occasionally call people now. <laughs> I call people from time to actually I call people a lot. I love being on the phone. Um, there's definitely here. Look, I'm pulling up a Snapchat because I want to show you how oh, much I. Dear God! Look at this Snapchat. I got this yesterday. And I laughed so hard. <laughs> it's pretty funny. <laughs> it's a great one. Yeah, it's pretty funny. I mean, it's fantastic. I actually took a. Uh, you're not supposed to take uh, screen caps of it. But it's, I did. That notifies the user, right? It like, does. It does. It notifies the user. But he was cool with it. Because it, it was hilarious. I laughed my ass off. It was like nine in the morning. But it's a great way to stay in touch without having to actually force or foist real conversation on people. But then you're not actually staying in touch. We are. Brianna? Yes. Are you a Snapchatter? I absolutely love Snapchat. Yeah. It's my favorite social media Why? platform. Why? 
Um, I think it's a great way to share just short, funny videos. Because sometimes a picture isn't good enough to just post a picture or something. Sometimes I want to do like a short video or say something. And I try to always do like funny stuff. And people always tell me that they love to watch my snaps because I, I try to make it like my own kind of funny show. And people like to go on and watch it. And I like that it's clean and everything disappears after 24 hours. And it's not like a big long archive of all my stuff you know it's just it's always clear and clean and you can't look up stuff on somebody do you call people no you never call people in life (laughs) not unless i have to huh so funny i did leave the app on my phone just in the uh vain hope that some of my women friends might be in a restroom or something at two o'clock in the morning and you know, right. send me some sort of random like bizarre thing that might be titillating but uh, that never happened so it's it's leaving my phone brian are you done bitching about millennials i was i had positive things to say at first i think sort of but uh, i guess i'm done I'm, I'm done on the snapchat thing hmm. it's leaving my phone soon in fact i might do it right after this oh, God. so what's the next generation after millennials yeah what do they call them there, there's some names floating for? around. I mean, the, the name changes because remember, it didn't used to be millennial. Like it, for a long time, we were Generation Y. Yeah, and it's not sh- the same thing. No, well, yeah, no, yeah, it shifted. It shifted. It used because you're Generation X. Yes. And for the longest time, we were Generation Y, and then suddenly it became millennials. So now Generation Y is not a thing. I mean, you could still call it that, but I wonder why they sent, put it to eighty-two. I don't know. It's weird. Is that the I made, cutoff? I made it yes. by three months. Uh, typically, uh, from what I understand, is if if you grew up on the internet, or if you grew up, uh, it, that's where they're drawing the cutoff. It's like if you had a personal computer when you were young, that there's something to do with that. Like I remember, we got our first computer. I was probably seven or eight years old, so pretty much always had a computer at my house. Yeah. Now, did you prefer that to a gaming system? <clears throat> well. Grew up with a lot of brothers, and it's not like we had the the latest gaming system. I mean, N sixty four came out. I was in middle school. I never had one. Uh, Is I had that a, a Nintendo thing. Yeah, oh, I had okay. an, I had an eight bit Nintendo growing up. I still have one. I love it. Um, but we didn't have the means to get a lot of gaming systems. So once we got a computer, you know, Wolfstein, uh, all those great first person shooter games and stuff like that were really big in the nineties. The Sims came out. It was a bunch of games. I don't know. I loved it. I loved it when I was. Don't a- you remember when kids used to like climb trees and ride their bike around the block? No, we did that too. And that's the thing. We did that too. The the our our parents were still very much, you know, computers were like. First of all, my dad used it for work, so we only got to play on it. And there was five of us sharing one computer, so we only got to play on it, maybe <laughs> maybe thirty minutes a day. But no, we were we were still out running around. I mean, I yeah, I, I ran around and played in the park and took my bike places and whatever. But I had to I go to a happened. friend's house to play on the computer. Yeah. And I and when I went there, it was boring to me. So I oh, really they had a Nintendo, which I preferred over the computer. Yeah, the games weren't great back then. No, they weren't. It was like lemonade stand or some shit. Yeah. And then uh, and then so they had a Nintendo, which was awesome. And it took me a year to talk my dad into getting me one for Christmas. <laughs> And uh, so then once I had that, it's so funny that the Nintendo lasted for so damn long. Yeah. It was, you know, the Super Nintendo came out. It kind of like, nobody really remembers the Super Nintendo. Well, that was the first time with Yoshi and and, and the the flying Mario and stuff like that. That was like, that was a big thing. Yeah. You know, so I remember when when a friend, because again, did not have that. So a friend had the Super Nintendo and that was just so damn cool. And I would, you know, 
beg for rides over to their house so that I could play the Super Nintendo. Uh, and then I ended up with an N64 uh, while I was in college, and that was the last one until the PS3, which is like mid-2000s. Yeah. I haven't bought... We, we bought a Super Nintendo when I was in middle school, and that is the last gaming system I've ever owned. I still... But I retained my Nintendo till... I don't know where the N64 went, or the... Uh, Super Nintendo went, but I've retained my Nintendo. It's still in my apartment. Yeah. yeah. I, I didn't do any of that. I was out chasing middle school girls. I, 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 I've still done that until just recently. Oh, but, uh, gross. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. Sorry. Just to answer your question, my nephews actually come over and play it now. They love it. That's why they love coming to my house. The original. They want to play on the Nintendo. That's your classic car. 8-bit Nintendo, yeah. <laughs> That's all they do when they're yeah. in my apartment. So they it's great just to have a company come over so they can stare at a screen and not interact <laughs> at all. Well, I'm, I'm so glad you came. I'm interacting with my brothers and, and their wives, and, and the kids are playing games. <laughs> I, I play games with the kids. Um, they just interact in a different way, Brian. That's yes, all it is. Not with humans. It's a different... Co- well, don't you love that? No. Well, I do. Yes, but... This sounds like it might be right up your alley. Please don't interact with me. <laughs> That's the message I try to send to everyone. Oh, God almighty. All right, so I've I got... Think, I think it's lightning time. I, yeah. yeah, it is. It is. I've got three topics here that I want to I want to discuss that sort of briefly. Brown, yeah, so these are like short one-minute topics. Uh, some of them are worthy of discussions, and some of them are just worthy of a... Oh. Uh, have you seen the new Hillary Clinton campaign? Yes. Well, they're digital ads, right? Yeah. So like we're not going to get political here because we don't we don't get political. However, whatever side of the fence you're on, I, I'm merely speaking about the new the new Hillary Clinton campaign where she uses Donald Trump's own words to bash himself as well as other Republicans bashing him in the end. So she never appears in the ads. No. So what are your opinions? What are your takeaways on this? I think it's a great idea. I mean, just because... Anyone who who might be on the fence about either one and, and could take his comments offensively, then, you know, that's just her not even trying to persuade you. It's like, hey, here's what he said. What, do you agree with it or do you not agree with it? And if yeah. you don't agree with it, then yeah. you'll vote for me. And then the other one was the unifier, which is the one where it's all the Republicans talking right. smack about him. Right. And then now he's the, I think it's what, the party, the Republican Party is now the party of Trump. I yeah. think that's what it said. Yeah. So I think that, um, I think it's just a really good idea and it's not a hard sell. It's just, here's here's what it is. And My problem is, is it's not a sell. It's not a sell on anything. I, and to I me, think that's what I think that's. But again. for me, when it comes to a political campaign, if you're boiling your argument down to anybody but the guy running against me, that's a sad statement. I mean, to me, it, it almost makes me wonder, like, man, she really doesn't. Does she really have a belief in her own platform? Well, I don't know. I mean, I think that I think that if if you look at the polls, people are sick and tired of political advertising yeah. because it, most of it's BS, anyways. Yeah. So this is a completely different way to say, this is what this person's done. I'm not even going to say a word. Yeah, but, I don't need yeah. to say a word. But, but are you voting for Hillary or are you voting against Trump? Well, I mean, I, I don't think she cares. <laughs> right? No, she doesn't care, obviously. But <laughs> However I, they can get your vote, they don't care. Yeah. I mean, But it's annoying. Generally speaking, I don't like negative messaging. And I always tell people in terms of advertising, emphasize what you do well, not what others do right. poorly. But obviously that's one of the reasons that we're so sick and tired of political advertising is because there's no way to avoid negative messaging so even though this is negative messaging it's kind of she's not doing it herself she's letting the other candidate do it to himself so i think it's effective but all right so next topic i got is uh bill backer 
who is the everybody seems to think Don Draper wrote the Coca-Cola ad, but he did not. The, the famous Hilltop ad was uh, written by Bill Becker, and uh, he passed away. What's the Hilltop ad now? Refresh uh, I'd like to buy. I'd like to teach the world, the world to sing. Go. That one. That was, that's an interesting example of where brand music was turned into a pop hit as well. Absolutely. Just in case you it's pretty rare, but it happened. And so he passed away, unfortunately. I mean, he's got a lot of other things that he did. When? When did he um, die? Just recently, just a few weeks ago. Okay. Um, so a couple quick cool things about that is that he came up with the idea. Uh, he was on a layover in, like, Ireland or something. And this was, you know, whatever, 40 years ago. And he was noticing that people who would normally – have a bias against someone that was different from them were forced to interact and you know pull the uh, pull the veil off if you will and and interact with people who were different from them and he saw people from all corners of the world sitting around talking and that's how he had the inspiration uh, to kind of bring everyone together and you know obviously tie your brand into it and it's marketing genius the other cool thing is the president of Coke when he heard the spot saw the spot said, I don't get it, but you're the you're the genius. You you guys know what you're doing, so let's go ahead and roll it. And that is awesome. I do remember reading that, and that's a really good lesson, right? Because there are many times when I've seen certain advertising campaigns that I think are great, but a little off the wall. And I always say I would love to have been in the room, right? The agency pitched yeah. that to the client, absolutely. And to have a client that is smart enough to just say, "Look, I hired you guys yeah. to do this." I'm not sure, but I trust your judgment. And when somebody has the guts to do that and then it works, I think it's awesome. If you have one of those clients or if you are one of those clients, call Push Button Productions. 888 7874 Oh, boy. Well, Snapchat Yash at yeah. Oh My Yash. You know, what's funny, too, is that they asked uh, they asked Bill Backer uh, what he thought about. Great name, by the way. It's a great name. What he thought about them using. Should be a lobbyist. What he thought about the people at uh, uh, AMC. Bill Becker. <laughs> That's awesome. That's pretty funny. <laughs> Brian's jokes that? are so highbrow, it takes a minute. It takes a second. For Yash and I. Either that or they're so lowbrow that they just totally fly under the radar and go away. So the question was posed to him as to what he thought about uh, the the Coca-Cola spot being used uh, on Mad Men as, you know, in the finale. I mean, it was so critical to the um, to the storyline. And he said, I watched two seasons and I haven't seen any more. And he's like, I don't care. Whatever. Use it. Don't use it. Really? Yeah. Well, he's like, I'm dying. I don't give a shit about what TV is saying or whatever. I don't know. I think that would be a great that's a great legacy. Yeah. That's a great way to like uh, extend your legacy. It's I mean, great to reach the point where you can just not give a shit. Which, by the way, I started watching Mad Men again. Oh god, it's the best show. Does that have anything ever. to do with the magazine? Well, no, not Mad Magazine. Spy versus Spy. <laughs> yeah, for somebody in advertising, Brian, you would oh. expect that you have, would have watched this show by now. But I, I think it Brian watching television. Well, I think that brain you... cells die while you're watching television. It's Netflix. I, I think that you would of all the shows. I think that you would like it because eat it up. It's advertising. It's a vintage setting. It's it's very well written. I, my only wish and hope, or wish, was that it would have been on HBO. Oh my God! Because of you know, it could have been the Sopranos uh, of advertising, essentially. I mean, it was. HBO does have the heritage of creating that sort of drama. Yeah, so that could so, have been. That could have been great. But it's still amazing it on, on Netflix. Isn't is. that what you do? You binge watch. You binge watch. I mean, it is. It is the. Um, it's the best. It's the. I, I don't. There's no show I like better in history ever than that show. That show is perfect. Yeah, I like the Three Stooges. Though I've never seen Mad Men. <laughs> I mean, I've never seen uh, Sopranos. 
Oh, oh really? I've never seen The Sopranos. Oh, but the first four only, seasons. Yeah. Only because it's not on Netflix anymore. I tried oh, to they go. pulled it? I guess. I looked it up a couple weeks ago. It was gone. That was like crack to me once I got hooked on that. Yeah. Yeah. And then like, and then it was just so good, those, those first four seasons, that the other seasons were not so good, but you still loved it so much and you're yeah. still so addicted to it that you're like, I'll take which I'll happens. take anything. Happens to every show. When people ask me, I always say it was so well written and so well acted. You felt like you were in some mafia guy's living room watching, like you, like you were fly on the wall. It was so good. One hundred percent. Yeah. One hundred percent. And finally, CBS. Uh, CBS takes top slot uh, as far as ratings go. Eighteen to forty nine demo for the I think it's eighth year in a row. CBS wins top yeah. slot. What fucking show on CBS? Do you watch? I would love to know. There is watching television. There is sporting events. What is on CBS? Big Bang Theory? Is that still a thing? No, I, I, I can't mean, watch that. They have Hawaii it. Five-O, which is it's moderately so entertaining. And bad. I don't. Watch they're bringing that. MacGyver back. Don't watch it. Won't well, watch it. Won't watch it. Okay, they're bringing MacGyver back. Um, oh, I, so let's recycle an idea that was kind of bad and weird to start to with. To begin That's with, what Hollywood's doing? I can't. I can fix everything with a paperclip and chewing gum. I am awesome. <laughs> Brianna, do you watch CBS? No. Who's watching CBS? No Apparently one. A lot of 18 to 49 year olds. So, uh, is there a lot of reality programming? That's Survivor and stuff okay, like that. Okay, that's a big one. See, I like Naked and Afraid. What network is that on? That is on Discovery. Discovery. Yeah. Um, what, uh, okay, so The Voice is on NBC. That describes my life very well. Dancing with the Stars is on ABC. ABC. I have no idea. I have no, no idea. idea what CBS airs. What are they doing? They have that Anna Faris comedy, uh, Mom or whatever it's called. Well, let me ask you this. What's Best number? CBS, Mom's a good show. I've actually watched that. Mom and, and they have a, the Two Broke Girls is okay. I've watched it in uh, syndication. I've never watched it live. What What does number one mean anymore? Like, well, no, but they're saying this is the this is the coveted demo. Like where if you're gonna claim your number one, yeah. really the person who who wins eighteen to forty nine is the only real and they won in terms of overall I believe in terms of overall audience who's yeah. number two I don't know ABC or NBC I think NBC which is shocking too. actually I saw a preview for a new show on NBC that I didn't hate the first time in probably 10 years that I saw a preview for a show and thought I would actually maybe watch that on NBC since ER man I loved ER so uh, I know that a lot of shows just got cut. A lot, like Nashville. Is that time of year. Nashville got cut. Nashville got cut. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, it's it's pretty fucking terrible at this point. Oh, well, I mean, it's about damn time. I mean, I was still watching. I didn't know it got cut. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. I mean, once a show is like into its fifth season, it pretty much coasts into the ninth and tenth, and then it fades away. Yeah. What network is the voice on? NBC. Because it surprises me how many people watch that. Because I'd rather have my toenails pulled out with pliers, honestly, than watch that. No, that show's a good show. But it's amazing. Well, because you remember, I, I I did the spoiler on John. I had no idea that John was a voice watcher. So I was. So <laughs> when it first came out, my wife and I watched it, and we were addicted, and we watched the second one, and then have not watched anything ever since. And then some strange <laughs> twist of fate, I ended up. Watching it, and that was the Jordan Smith and the Emily Ann girl, and I really liked them both. So I was, you know, never he had, said a word about it here. He had to, well, of course not. 
have a reputation. <laughs> kind of, of embarrassing. Um, but there, you know, so you had skin in the game. Had, it's like it's like watching football and not having a team, right? So you're not going to watch it if you have no, you know, skin in the game or whatnot. So I really like those two, and like I'm trying to get into this season, and I cannot get. And like my wife's like, we have like four voices on the DVR, and I'm like, okay, I don't care. Okay. So, I mean, you know, it's it's not as good this season, but it was pretty good uh, the last one. Yeah, and so. I had to come in and say, I, I spilled the beans. Well, He's like, no, there's, no! there's no way he would he could have lost. He was so damn was good. So good. Well, was. on top of the fact that you already weren't that into it, you knew who won. So, it was, it no, was no, over. that was the season I was actually into. Yeah. Uh, so I have never mentioned it since until this very moment. <laughs> I just want well, you to know. Well, that's a great way for us to go out. So <laughs> With a bang? And a whimper? I don't know. There's a saying. And a smile. All right. So follow us on Twitter. We are at AdLib Podcast. And uh, make sure you check us out next week. We'll have a whole new episode. Mm. Mm. We, need to buy, we need to buy a crown. We do. We're out of crown. Should we switch booze? Maybe. We can get Johnny Walker Blue. It's $195 a bottle. I don't really have any good uh, drinking stories involving crown. But like, if we switch to something else, I could probably conjure a few. Actually, stories. you know, Harry would be really proud. Yeah. Drinking Crown Royal. Actually, Harry, if you're listening and you have an extra bottle, bring it down. Send it. <laughs> care of. Push button production. Hey, bring it down and, and be a guest on the on the podcast. Yeah, that would be delightful. All right. Well, I've been Yash. John. Brian. And we'll see you next week. See ya. You've just wasted part of your day listening to this nonsense. AdLib is recorded and produced at Push Button Productions in downtown Orlando. Visit pushbuttonproductions.com. Sign up for the RSS feed and come back for more next week.